Well, hello there, Sharon Hornelstrom here. Welcome to day 30 of our 30 plus day get up and go challenge. Day 30, day 30 already. One thing I love about challenges is they make time fly. I don't know about you, but the month of De December flew by for me. Today, what are we gonna do? Couple things. Number one, I'm gonna do a summary of all of the days. I'm gonna just briefly talk about the topic tool and I'll probably skip the, the action item that we did each day so that I can shorten it up. I gotta run through my book because I didn't make a summary list like I normally do because I just decided this morning I was going to do a quick summary because tomorrow I want to do something different and special. So before we do that, I want us to revisit and go back to remember the seven key areas and aspects of our life that we discussed. And I believe day five, it took us till day five to get to this. We took each of those areas and we rated them on a scale of one to 10 physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial relationships, contribution, we rated one through 10. How do we feel about that at the beginning of the challenge? The beginning of the challenge for the most part, you know, would be nice to do on day one, but there's other stuff we needed to do day one through five. So on day five, we said, okay, how do I feel right this minute about my overall physical life, physical well-being? How do I feel about my mental, my emotional, my spiritual, my financial, my contribution and my relationships? How do I feel about each of those? And we gave them a number. Now today, it's been, you know, 25 days, 30 days, and you're gonna probably continue to work on these things. I don't know about you, but I'm a lifelong work in process when it comes to all of these things, right? I'm never gonna be done learning and growing and becoming a better human being. So what I did is I rated now today, and I actually did this this morning, because I went back to cheat and look at my October challenge results, and I couldn't find where I had written it down. I have to check the computer and see if I actually put them in the computer, but I kind of doubt it, because that wasn't the action item for today, for that day. Um, so shame on me for not doing it. But I do have the, the results from my very first challenge. The first one in April is the cardboard holdup. Those are my, my very first numbers and how I felt about it. And I have, and I did do December 5th. So I went back and I looked at my December 5th numbers and I looked at, okay, well, how am I feeling about these areas today? Now I didn't look at them until I said, how do I feel right now today about these areas? And what I found is that I'd gone up in almost every area except spiritual and relationships and I thought geez it's December wouldn't you think that my spiritual overall feeling about myself and my relationship feeling about myself would have gone up and that's when we ask ourselves questions and we're not I'm not upset that that I rated it lower it's just a snapshot of how I'm feeling today and I think that part of what's reflected in that is all of the changes and all the drama that's still continuing with COVID-19 it's still going on. All of the things that happened that made me feel the way that I felt in April, a lot of them have actually gotten worse because when it was new and it first happened, it was more the unknown and you know, what's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen. And now as it's dragged out for, you know, eight, <laughs> 10 months, it's just, and it's impacted our holidays and our ability to get together and celebrate with our families and be with the people we love and care about and travel to see the people we love and care about. I think all of that is, is reflected in that, but it's weighing me down a little bit. So rate it, look at it and say, okay, well, I, I can see that I haven't made any changes in any of these areas. I mean, I don't think the SOAP framework works for me. Well, does it not work for you? Or do we just fly through it and you, you really didn't get a chance to apply it and use it in any area or aspect of your life? Even four days once through the SOAP framework, I don't think is enough. Now, I've gone through it. This is, a fifth, this is the fifth 30 plus day challenge I've done. So I have gone through it 
the soul framework and use these things and apply them to my life in each of these areas and aspects of my life at least five times this year. And I still have areas and, and there might be an element of, you know, a raider bias because we tend to, to rate ourselves and be a lot harder on ourselves than other people do. Although I found that some people have the opposite raider bias. I was in a challenge early this year and somebody rated themselves on a scale of one to 10 about something and they gave themselves a 10 in all these areas and aspects of their life. There were slightly different areas and aspects of their life, but they gave themselves a 10 in each of those areas and aspects. Now, that person obviously believes and feels like they are achieving the ultimate existence in all areas and aspects of their life right now. Me, I don't, I don't know that I'll ever get to a 10 in all the areas and aspects of my life or in any of the areas and aspects of my life. Because to me, that's like 100%. When somebody says, and in a job interview, this always was one of my pet peeves, I'm going to give you 120%. I'm going to give you 110%. I'm like, no, you're not. Because nobody can give more than what's what they're capable of our hundred percent is mo hopefully moving and growing and changing all the time I mean what we can provide that equals a hundred percent grows and expands over time but we can never give more than all we've got to give to anyone or anything or any part of our life that is the way I define it that's the way I define it but the person that says I'm gonna give you hundred and twenty percent defines it differently than I do and that's perfectly all right but I say to me personally when I'm judging a 10 is my ultimate in every aspect of my physical being would be a 10. Every aspect of my mental well-being and my mental health would be a 10. It means every single aspect of my mental or relationships or everything have to be the ultimate best they could possibly ever be. So it's hard for me to get a 10. Anyway, so that's our, our first thing in our action item today. But in the action item, just share one thing that you learned by doing this challenge or doing this soap framework. That's our action item for today. I wanted to get to get that before I get to the summary because if, if you've been here for the days, you don't really care about the summary. You don't have to stay and listen to it. Although, I will say our tool for today is the power of review and revisiting things that we've learned and known. It's why I take tons of notes. Even though I'm legally blind and can't see, I will break out the magnifying glass or I will expand it on my 62-inch screen TV so that I can review my notes and things. Why? Because I learned in college, I hate to admit this, but when I went to college, I had a rude awakening, a massive shock. Because in in high school, uh, you know, A's and good grades came really easily for me, and I didn't really have to study. I only remember studying for like a couple of tests in in high school, in all of high school. I only studied, literally sat down and studied a couple of times. I mean, outside of class. I went to class, I listened to class. I you know, took the tests and, and got A's, which is, is was awesome during high school because then I could participate in all kinds of different activities. But when I went to college my freshman year, boom, it was like a hammer to the face because I realized that everyone there was super duper smart that they had gotten into the college. And the 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 level of expectation had gone from about here to here. And I was not prepared for that. I had not learned how to study in high school. And so it wasn't until I started applying the review and technique every day, a little bit every day, I would go to class, I would take my notes, then I would come home that night and I would, I would go through my notes again and highlight the key points and the important things. And then I would do the same thing next class because it wasn't every day. We didn't have class every day in, in college. So then the next time I had that class, I would go to class, take my notes, and that night 
I would review my notes. And guess what? Nights that I didn't have my class for certain classes, I would review my notes every night. Uh, just the high highlights, the high points. And that's why I went through and highlighted with different colors and things. And I would review and that would trigger my memory so that it would keep fresh in my mind the information I was learning. Now I'm talking engineering classes and biology and chemistry and things that were hard for me to remember if I didn't study them. Kind of like math, it's cumulative. If you don't do the assignments, if you don't do the homework, you are gonna fail. At least that's what I learned in college. So the power of reviewing and summarizing, and it, it took less and less time every day, right? Because I would see a word and I would just remember all the things. It would, it would pull it up in my brain. I wouldn't have to actually read everything. I would just read the highlights and fly through it. But that's the power of review, which is why we're going to do a quick summary and go over the high points of what we've covered in the challenge. So all you have to do is rate and then share one thing that you've learned. Okay, let's hop into the summary. What the heck have we covered thus far, because we're going to have some fun things tomorrow, in the fifth get up and go challenge. Well, first off, we talked about day one. I'm trying to get back to day one because I lost my, my hold. Day one, we talked about the expectations of challenge, why challenges are important, and what you can expect during the challenge. Our tool was, of course, paper and pencil or a journal or some kind of a notebook, some way to actually do the activities and to participate. Day two, and I have a couple days of homework for day one that I did, because remember, this is my book. This is actually my homework from the challenge, and I do it right along with you. So day two, our tool was, I gotta get my finger in here, was actually our set point, was understanding um, set point, and we talked about what's in it for you. What's in it for you to do this particular challenge? Why would you wanna do it? What's in it for you? And then we rated how we, felt about change at the beginning of COVID-19 because we've got we've all got months under our belt with it now and then how we feel about change right now so we gave ourselves a rating on a scale of one to ten how do we feel about change and challenges at in April or March and end of March early April and then how do we feel about challenges and change now then on day three I need my magnifying glass we talked about our tool was infinite possibility realizing that anything and everything we often get ourselves locked into believing that there's only one or two options but there's always way more if we're willing to open up our eyes and see it so we uh, learned about turning our don't wants into wants day four we actually ranked and we talked about physically emotional physical mental emotional spiritual financial relationships and contributions we talked about the seven key areas of our life and i actually looked up yesterday it was really interesting the way that people categorize and look at and set goals and things for the different areas and aspects of their life and there are there's a hand there's there seem to be a lot of seven categories but they call them different things like very few call out emotional they call it social which to me is a relationship they call out career they call out you know health wealth relationships mental spiritual social and contribution uh physical mental family spiritual financial, social, and career, and then health, finance, spirituality, personal development, um, interpersonal relationships, career, and fitness. Then there's career and business, finance, education, relationships, health and fitness, personal growth, and spiritual growth. Thus, why I do the seven keys, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, relationship, and contribution. Because to me, it covers everything. And I think it's important to call out emotional separately because our emotional intelligence is more important today than it's ever been how we interact how we 
respond and realizing that we react first by emotions and then we determine how we're going to respond to absolutely everything whether it's business whether it's education whether it's politics whether it's anything whether it's deciding what we're going to do what we're going to buy we have an emotional reaction and we justify it with reason so we talked about that and and ranking on a scale you know just ranking what's the most important thing to me one two three one to seven we rated those seven categories I mean people have 12 categories people have 20 categories you can have as many categories as you want but I'm learning keep it simple what I'm really trying to simplify I will look at health wealth and relationships if I am in a crunch I'll just look at those three areas of my life because they are the foundational ones that impact everything else now so who mentally emotional and spiritual it's all connected <laughs> and that's the this rub it's all connected day five we actually rated I just I said this earlier we rated how were we feeling on day five about each of these areas and aspects of our life and again there's a whole lot of stuff included in that right I think physically I went up in the challenge because when I rated the first time I actually had to go get a COVID test and I didn't feel bad but just the stress and the challenge of thinking I could have COVID again because I'm pretty sure I had it last Christmas was enough to to uh, take my rating down plus you know I'm still struggling with certain things during the 2020 lockdowns and, and stuff uh, day seven we talked or day six we talked about the seven whys that was our tool day seven we talked about our core values day eight we talked about our your change reaction your change reaction my change reaction how the process we automatically use whenever we're faced with a change or a challenge day nine we talked about changing our reaction and our, our ability to change and react in ways that are different than we automatically respond or react. Day 10, we got into our SOAP framework. Finally, we didn't even get into our SOAP framework until day 10. So we've really only had 20 days of experience with the SOAP framework and using the SOAP framework. Day 11, we talked and we hopped right into using the SOAP framework and going through it for four days, the S, the O, the A, and the P, for a financial situation and I shared a financial example uh, and our tool was the framework who what where when why and how journalistic framework love that one I still use it all the time in my daily life I mean when I'm looking for facts and investigating or studying something when I work with other businesses or one of my own or when I'm helping a friend do something first thing I ask myself is who what where when why and how because it covers all the bases so I make sure I have the information that I need or I go out and get the information I need before I try to to get involved with any problem-solving or anything uh, day 12 we talked about the O and, and the S of course yesterday day 11 was the S in the soul framework and the S in the soul framework is of course our story or our situation two stories and situations the one that exists right now that we're telling ourselves right now which might not be factual or the truth right and then the one that we really want what is the future what do we what do we imagine we really want for our financial story what do we want our financial story to be then day 12 was the O, the options in soap and we did of course brainstorming because that is my favorite thing to do when I'm thinking of options and it's one of my favorite tools we talked about different types of brainstorming day because there's a lot of different types of just brainstorming day 13 we talked about the a in finance our a stands for action what are we actually going to do yeah we got all these options and possibilities but how are we going to pick which one we're going to use and for that we use a framework of important urgent resources and effort or energy required to get it done because I will often pull 
I'll have a bunch of ideas and a bunch of options, but if there's one that I can test right now, I'll just do that one to get moving toward what I want fastest. Day 14, we talked about uh, the P with respect to our finances, and that is, of course, progress. Are we making progress? Are we moving in the direction we want to go with the action that we've taken? And if not, we just cycle back through the SOAP framework again, and we, we look at another option, we implement that option, and then we, we take action on it, and we say, okay, how did that work? We have to always be testing and tweaking everything in our lives. And for the P, we actually did the lifeline exercise, which again, is one of my favorite exercises for looking at every area and aspect of our life. I love doing the lifeline exercise. Now I've done it quite a bit this year, and I hadn't done it for, for years, but I realized how powerful it is to go back and realize how far we've come sometimes. We forget to acknowledge how far we've come. Even in years like 2020, where a lot of things have just been dead stopped and halted on us in terms of progress, we look at the things that we've done in the past and the things that we're continuing to do, and we realize how far we've come and that we're capable of overcoming and figuring out anything. Day 15, we asked the question, we kind of took a pause and said, okay, well, what's next? And uh, our tool was, of course, questions and the power of questions. You know, so what? What's next? Now what do I do? Questions like that are so powerful because they get us out of the pity party. It's so terrible. This thing changed. And it, help, uh, it helps us to move forward and take the next step to what we want and toward what we want. Day 16, we hopped right into the physical. And I think I asked the question on day 15, what do you want to talk about next? And so then we switched to the physical, our physical well-being. So again, we went through the SOAP framework for the next four days about our physical well-being. But we talked about a different tool each of those days so that you've got more, more tools in your toolbox to draw on whenever you want to ponder any of these things. So our tool was about changing your story and that we have the ability to create and change our story. Day 17 was about what else, asking another question. I think questions are great tools. What else is possible? And so in order to come up with options, we said, okay, here's our story. Here's what exists for our physical situation right now. Here's what we want it to be. What are all the possibilities to help us bridge that gap and get from where we are to where we want to be? And physically, there's always a ton, right? There's always a ton for all of these areas. But we wanted to brainstorm, oh, I said brainstorm again, but we want to think of options and possibilities. And we, we made a list of at least 10, and then we picked three. Why do we pick three? Because we want to get out of that natural tendency to think everything is black or white, and that we have to do A or B, and if we don't do this, it's the end of the world, and this is our only option. So often we talk ourselves into a corner or a little box, believing that we're stuck with, with only a couple alternatives, when there's always many, many more alternatives and possibilities and things that we can do. And usually it's things we haven't even thought of yet. Uh, day 18, we talked about the A, the action we're going to take with respect to our physical well-being. And we use one of my favorite, because it's so simple, problem-solving decision-making tools, the plus or minus game, where you just put a plus and a minus on a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. If you want, you can write the, the problem or the thing you're looking to solve on the top and then just the advantages or disadvantages of the, the question that you're asking. I absolutely, I use that all the time still, and, and I've taught my kids just like my dad taught my sisters and I, because he wanted us to be able to be decision makers and actually make a decision. Day 19, we talked about the P, our progress with respect to our physical well-being. We took an action, we picked an action and did it on day 18. 
And then on day 19, we said, okay, are we making progress? Are we moving from where we want to go to where we want to be? And the tool we used was measurement. How do we know if we're making progress on something or not if we don't have a way to measure it and indicate it? Now, a lot of things you can measure, but there's other things that are subjective and we can't measure. That's why, for example, we use the, the rating tool that we use today. There's no way for us to actually measure overall our feeling about any area or aspect of our life, except by creating a rating scale in our mind from one to 10. It's like the pain scale. You see the pain scale, if you've ever been to a doctor or an emergency room or, or a clinic, and I've been to plenty in my life, between myself and my kids, we've seen it a lot. And the pain scale has you know the little smiley faces and frowny faces based on how intense you're feeling pain. And that's a way to take a subjective thing like how much pain we're feeling and apply a numerical value to it so that other people can sort of relate to or understand how we're feeling. You know, if you break your arm and you go to the doctor and you have a pain scale, you're probably off the charts with intense pain. You're probably cringing and crying or, or in, in, in other ways showing that you're in agony and pain. But they might think you're, you know, other people are more stoic because we all feel pain differently. Uh, my, my son broke a couple of ribs at snowboarding once and we were at emergency and he was not, you know, he was just calmly laying there talking to the doctors and nurses as if he weren't in any pain at all. Now he was, when he told us the pain scale, he was like at a nine. But if you were looking at him like other people, you would have thought he was like at about a four or a five and that he wasn't really that hurt until they went and took x-rays and then they realized the two ribs were very broken and that he was indeed in at least a nine scale of pain. So that's how we add uh, an actual numeric value to subjective things that are hard to imagine, hard to measure. Uh, day 20, we jumped right into the SOAP framework with respect to relationships. Instead of taking a day and letting people pick, I said, we're just gonna jump right into it because I wanna make sure we cover, cover health, wealth, and relationships for sure in detail. So we talked about, and we used one of my own personal favorite tools, the imaginary friend exercise. And I'm, I've am i had an imaginary friend and my dad had an imaginary friend, so I think imaginary friends are really cool. Or you can just phone a friend. So that was our tool for coming up with our story about relationships. Sometimes, probably relationships, I don't know about men, but women, probably relationships are one of the things we talk to our friends the most about. So maybe it's easier to phone a friend than have an imaginary friend, but since I have an imaginary friend, it was fun to, to chat with George again, right? Weird, I know, but weird works sometimes. Day 21, we talked about the O, what are the options with respect to our relationships? And our tool was visualization and imagination, imagining what our ideal and perfect relationship would be like. And then how are we gonna fill that gap between where we are and what we wanna be to actually obtain and find and create that perfect relationship in our life. Uh, day 22, we talked about the A, our action, what were we gonna do with respect to our relationship? And our tool, actually I shared three tools that day. Five, four, three, two, one, blast off. Uh, Mel Robbins does that, the way to get us to take action quickly. Uh, then we filtered things with the head, heart, and intuition. And I shared a couple of examples of, that's been a, a lifesaver for me because sometimes my head and heart will say yes to something and my intuition is just kind of tweaking me and saying, mm, there's still something off here. And every time I've ignored it in a big way, something horrific or bad has happened in my life. So I've learned head, heart, intuition, all three get a say or a vote. 
Uh, and we also talked about nominal group technique and how we can use nominal group technique to look at alternatives, even by ourselves. We don't have to have a group of people voting on the possibilities. We can do it ourselves by tweaking the process just a little. Day 23 was the progress we're making in our relationship to P in the SOAP framework. And our tool was processes, systems, uh, routines, rituals, habits, whatever you call them, uh, and how we automate some of that progress so that we're continuing to move forward in our life in the area that we're working on without having to consciously think about it all the time. And uh, with different areas and aspects of our life, I have habits and routines that I follow that, I, that speak to every area and aspect of my life. Why? Because there's some things I know that if I make a habit of them and I do a little thing every day, that I'll make massive progress on that area at the end of the year. And it won't even feel like I'm working on it because it's automatic. And there's a lot of things like that that we can do. We can do, I, I meditate and, and practice gratitude every day. Why? Because it, it impacts so many areas and aspects of my life. And by having a habit of doing that every day, I know that I'm automatically gonna get better results in all the areas and aspects of my life than if I didn't do it. Day 24, we talked about emotional soap and we ran through all four. And the tools we used were Rampage of Desire, Emotional Guidance System, uh, fast and easy, what's the fastest, easiest thing I can do right now? And then progress, we, we talked about affirmations. Day 25, we did spiritual soap. And our tool, we just went to one tool that day because it was getting, it took too long to talk about four different tools and apply them to the soap framework. So on day 25, we did spiritual soap and we just used meditation as our tool. Day 26, we did mental soap and we talked about gratitude as our tool. We ran through an example of mental and how you would apply the soap framework to our mental and mindset and beliefs and things. I had a couple pages that I worked on for that. 27, we did contribution soap. Day 27, we talked about, and we used the tool, and our tool was your personal motto, mantra, or code of conduct, what you stand for. Day 28, it was just a couple days ago, I should remember it. Day 28, we talked about frameworks, a bunch of different frameworks. I shared the, the power of frameworks and different frameworks that I've used throughout my life. PDCA, Plan, Do, Check, Act. Uh, marketing value ladders uh every every function in a business as well as every industry has their own success frameworks and if you if you break through all the clutter and noise and you find out what those frameworks are and you apply them to what you're doing it will instantly uh, skyrocket your level of success we talked about who what where and why and how psdm problem solving decision making swot analysis strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats disc or myers-briggs and of course the soap framework we talked about some matrices matrices and matrices and that our beliefs and our thinking actually forms filters in terms of what we'll even see. Day 29, which was yesterday, we talked about goal setting, lots about goal setting, and today is day 30, and that is it. Tomorrow, today we did rating and power of reviews. Tomorrow we are going to do a surprise. It's our bonus day, so it gets to be a surprise. So. That's it. Have an amazing day. Share in the comments below any questions you have or any ahas or lessons learned that you've had over the last 30 days. And I will see you tomorrow with our bonus day. And that's it. That's it. That's our get up and go challenge. It's a great way to end the year. All right. Have an awesome day. Let me know if I can help you in any way. See you tomorrow.